All right. Welcome, everybody. This is Mary Craig Ministries, Craig House Christian Fellowship. We are in a series, The Gift of the Holy Spirit. Today's message is The Divine Conqueror, Part 2. I am Dr. Mary Craig. It is July 9, 2023. And let's pray. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, whose we are and whom we serve. Thank you for the body and blood sacrifice of Christ on our behalf. Thank you for his life of radical obedience, a perfect personal perpetual obedience, even to death on the cross. Thank you that he fulfilled all righteousness, even dying to pay the penalty for sin, redeeming those for whom he died by his blood, the sacrifice of himself. Thank you that he brought the reconciliation that overcomes alienation from you, Lord God, that by this reconciliation we can know you as Father, we thank you that Jesus bore your wrath, bore the curse, bore the sin, and bore the glory. Jesus destroyed the works of darkness, defeating Satan and his kingdom publicly. Thank you, Lord, for the sending of the Holy Spirit. And... We ask that the Holy Spirit come as a spirit of truth to guide us into all truth, as a spirit of wisdom and revelation to reveal Jesus Christ to us and to um, grant us wisdom for the days in which we live. Thank you, God, as we come in humility and ask you, Lord, that we would be renewed in the spirit of our minds, open the eyes of our minds to comprehend, perceive, and understand. Open the eyes of our hearts to receive what you have for us today. And Lord God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. Please honor your son Jesus today. Please, God. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> okay. So what's stopping us from walking in the anointing of God's love? Quite directly, it is our desire for self-preservation. We need to be in control. We fear losing control. Losing ourselves, losing power over our own lives, and trying to preserve our own life, we fall in the corruption of sin. The iniquity of our little hearts bent toward evil brings inner woundedness. We put up barriers, 
strongholds, fortresses of protection. We set ourselves up for rejection and don't even know it. We have something to prove, things to justify, issues of worth. We have something to preserve, things to control, issues of self-preservation and self-defense. We have something to promote ourselves. We can overcome this need or desire to prove, preserve, and promote ourselves and walk in the anointing that transforms by following the two dimensions of God's command to love the Lord our God and to love others. Now, we, in part one of this, we talked about the love of God and the fact that we love because he first loved us. He conquers us with that, with his love. But then we are to love God and love others. Okay, so we do loving God. So we do this as we embrace God's love for us. We love. But this is agape love. If we think of loving God in the context of loyalty or fidelity, we come closer to what loving God means. It's not some emotional, mushy, feeling-oriented love. Oh, I love Jesus. Really? Well, let's just see. Are we there yet? Because love is an action. Okay, and so if we think of it more as loyalty or fidelity, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So in supreme loyalty and attachment to Jesus Christ, we are given grace to obey through faith which works by love. If we believe in Christ, we are also to believe him. If we believe him, then we will come to believe what Jesus believes and walk in a deeper faith. So believe in Jesus. Don't just stay there. Believe Jesus. And then believe what Jesus believes. Oh, yes. Jesus has a faith. He is the just one. He's the faithful one. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He has a belief. And he believes certain things. Find out what they are and see if you believe what Jesus believes. Every time you read the Bible, by the way, you always, the focus needs to be on what is this telling me about God? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. What's it telling me? And when you're all done with thinking that through, then you can ask yourself, what is this telling me 
about myself. What is the Word of God saying about the human race? Let them do that. The Bible is not a um, horoscope. Anyway. Last time we talked about God's love for us. Today we want to consider how we, as believers in Jesus Christ, demonstrate loving others. Love, how little we know of it, what it looks like. The word has become trite, and the devil would trivialize it and make it common, making it less than its intended glory. Love smiles at another's blessing. Love mourns with another's misery. Love connects one soul to soul. Love from God pours into the true believer until it presses through. Presses through your pores to reach another. Love prays for another's well-being, for another's well-being is your own. Love looks deep within the soul to its beauty hiding beneath the barrier, the reef, the coral reef, rough and jagged. Love descends into the depths in order to climb the height. Love goes down that others may rise. Love reaches with its eyes to draw out the frozen, the fearful, the forlorn, and the forgotten. Love carries its brother, for to carry another is to carry oneself. Love is the energy that connects. God's love is pure, peaceable, and powerful, more powerful than death itself. God loves us and has reached out to connect with us in words, with eyes, with touch, with the fragrance of the gospel. Love is the energy of union. God's love is pure, holy, clean, undefiled, and harmless. The energy of God's love poured forth into our hearts, shed abroad in us, transforms. It transforms us. It conforms us into the image of Jesus Christ. And if you think of that image more as a moral image, you come closer. It enables us to take on not only the name, but the nature of Jesus Christ. The love of God embraced by us is then released into our world as we love others. It is a tangible anointing, the tangible energy of God's holy love as he embraces his own. His touch of love transforms tangibly. 
a tangible transformation wrought by the touch of a God whose energy emanates from his holy love for us. God loves us tangibly. Therefore, the anointing which we have received of God abides in us. 1 John 2, verse 27. Abide in him. Behold him and become what you behold. God has bestowed upon us his great love, a love that enables us to be called the sons of God. 1 John 3, verse 1. This is the foundation of our being able to love others in ways pleasing to the Father. We have the Holy Spirit. We have been given new hearts and received and renewed minds. If we look at passages like John 3:16 and following, John chapter 17, especially verses 22 and 23, and Romans 8, 37 to 39, we see a connection between love and conquering. First, by the Father as the one sending the Son. Second, by Christ's atoning work. And third, by the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit, abiding within the believer. We know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loves not his brother abides in death. 1 John 3, verse 14. The Holy Spirit conquers by love to overcome evil. His love never fails. God, God's unfailing love for us is an objective fact affirmed over and over in the scripture. It is true whether we believe it or not. Our doubts do not destroy God's love, nor does our faith create it. It originates in the very nature of God who is love, and it flows to us through our union with his beloved son. That is a quote from Jerry Bridges, and I'm going to read it again. God's unfailing love for us is an objective fact affirmed over and over in the scripture. It is true whether we believe it or not. Our doubts do not destroy God's love, nor does our faith create it. It originates in the very nature of God with love, and it flows to us through our union with his beloved son, Jerry Bridges. Fulfilling the command of Christ to love God and to love others could be better served. We have noticed that people tend to desire to prove, preserve, promote, and protect themselves rather than embrace God's love for them. 
But what if we were to grasp that we love because he first loved us? Like it says in First John 4, verse 19. Satan's hatred is overcome by God's love for the cosmos. By receiving God's love and embracing him, we release the power of God's love into our world. His love enables us to love others as he has commanded. It's not within us to love others apart from the love of God working in us and through us. It's not in us. If we're honest, I I hear people say, oh, I'm a very loving person. I have a lot of mercy for others, and I'm very compassionate, and I empathize, and I sympathize, and I, 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 I. But if we're really honest, this kind of love that God has, this agape love, it's not in us. But we can be a vessel through whom God loves others. We can abide in Christ and let that life and that love of the Holy Spirit operate and move and manifest to others and in others as we are the vessels of it. Do we truly believe that the one abiding in the believer is greater than the one that is in the world? We really believe it. Apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. In Christ, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Perfect love that casts out fear is a mature love. All right. And let's listen to First John 4, verses 7 to 21. You want to read that? Okay, I'm going to have Stephen read First John 4, 7 to 21. Let us love one another. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. As we love one another, God abides in us. 
No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us, and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us, because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. Love perfected in us gives us boldness in the day of judgment. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. The one who loves God loves his brother also. We obey by faith. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Okay, and um, and now we want to hear from the book of Revelation. Revelation 6, verse 2. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. Revelation 12, verse 11. And the word translated life here is psyche. P-S-Y-C-H-E. Soul, and the word reference is G5590. So, Revelation 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. Revelation 19, verses 11 to 16. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, And he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven clothed in fine fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, 
that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God, and he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather together for the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of those who sit on them in the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast, the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone, and the rest were killed with a sword which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse. And all the birds were filled with their flesh. Jesus Christ is the captain of our salvation. Romans 5, verse 5. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out, shed abroad, in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So, we close with this. How has Jesus conquered you by his love and faithfulness? As the Holy Spirit given to us applies what Jesus has accomplished for our so great salvation. Amen. And let's pray. Father God, we come to you in all humility. And we thank you, Lord. Every true believer has come to know you as the conquering, uh, victorious one, Lord. You are winning us. You won us over by your love as demonstrated in the gospel of Jesus Christ. You are winning us over moment by moment as the Holy Spirit abides in us and works with us. And as we abide in Christ and we abide in your word, O oh Lord, you sanctify us 
and we thank you. And Lord, even though we have difficult days and we go through these things that are the crosses and caresses of the Christian life, nevertheless, we know you to be the faithful God and we thank you, Lord. Who else loves like you do? And Lord, you do no harm. And your love is pure and true and holy. Your love is real. And today, Lord God, we ask you to bless us and bless every person listening to this message. They might know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. And once again, we thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And now if you please stand for the benediction. Hebrews 13, verses 20 and 21. Now may the God of the peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you complete in every good work to do his will, working in you what is well-pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.